What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of How You Do That Podcast. On today's episode, we've got the one, we've got the only... Mittman Joe. That's right, Mittman Joe. So there, I know there's a lot of folks out there that are real active in the combat community. For those who are watching this that may be new to it, uh, let everybody know who you are, what it is you do. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Mittman Joe. I'm the striking coach at House of Jiu-Jitsu here in Southtown, uh, downtown San Antonio. Um, so yeah, man, I work with a bunch of fighters from all over, um, just help build perfect their craft and, and you know just trying to kill the game okay yeah so you're, you're a mitt man and a cut man as yeah, well correct? i'm a mitt man i'm a cut man and yeah i try to learn it all what what's that thing called that that they you see in fights when a fighter gets cut and they uh they have to get it real cold and and put it the in swell in swell okay in-swell. so yeah when uh, usually when you know there's some swelling on top of the fighter's eye or on the cheekbone you know you kind of Rub it just a little bit, nothing, nothing too crazy, you know. It kind of, and it's real cold. It kind of keeps the the swelling down, you know. Oh, and it keeps it from, I guess, popping open. Yeah, also, right? Definitely, yeah, it could good. definitely pop open, man. Yeah. Um, and some guys, you know, it, it, it gets so big that sometimes they can't even see, you know, their eye just like shuts close. So, so it yeah, helps it, give them their their bring back their visuals. Yeah, I mean, obviously in combat, that's important, right? Yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> very important. If they uh, if they if they do bust open. Do you stitch them up on the spot or what's, what's, what's no, the problem um, with that? My job is just, you know, to stop the, the, the bleeding, you know. Um, it's a minute in between rounds, but realistically, by the time I get from my chair inside the cage, probably about five to ten seconds have passed. So it's really about 50 seconds. So no matter the size of the cut, no matter how deep it is, I got to make sure that I get the fighter into the next round. So I got to do everything I can to stop. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I came up with some uh, top stuff. Top-notch stuff, man. So it's definitely helped me this far. Definitely uh, um, has stopped some pretty, pretty bad cuts. And I'm just glad that I'm able to get the fighter to the third or fifth round. Okay. What's some like your go-to methodology? As far as uh, stopping the... Yeah, preventing like the bleeding and and stopping the bleeding. I just use Vaseline. Okay. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) All right, Vaseline. Yeah, yeah. we'll keep uh, it like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So now, who is your uh, who is your inspiration? Who got you into to the line of? So uh, a lot of my respect, uh, a, a lot like I have a tremendous respect for Aaron Navarro from Houston. He has a lot of uh, top notch um, uh, boxers that are that train under him. He's out of main boxing gym, but he's also a cut man. Um, he's helped me significantly like as far as learning from him as far as um he's just my mentor like i would drive to houston just to see him work to see him wrap hands to see him uh just work with his fighters just the relationship that he has with his fighters okay and that that right there i I soaked in as much as i could of that and i just helped it just helped me revolve result revolve around as as into the person i am today the trainer uh cup man man, whatever it is you want to call me. And then another one is uh, Vic Starita. He's uh, from, he lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, he is the cut man for bare knuckle boxing. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty he's cool. he's made it to the Hall of Fame for bare knuckle boxing. Um, one of the best out there. So he's definitely taught me a lot. Every time that I go to Vegas to visit him, he's never selfish, man, with the knowledge he has, you know, so... When you meet guys like that that are not selfish, it just it puts a different uh, a view in a person that just wants to learn, you know, about the whole sport, you know. So uh, it's pretty dope, man, just to know these people. Pretty dope. 
For sure. It looks like they're getting ready to have a class behind us. So I guess, folks, hang in there. We're going to transition downstairs. All right. All right. What's going on, folks? We're back. So uh, so you just had a, a a big fight that you just came back from from December 3rd. How'd that go? Oh, man, it was pretty good. Man. It was uh, Fury FC 84 in Houston, Texas. Um, it was the last card of the year, man. It was, a, it was a banger, bro. It was a really, really dope card. All the fights on there were, were really good. Um, two, the two heavyweights that fought, one of them got signed to the UFC right after, right after the, the win. So he got a knockout on that guy, Miles Banks. Okay. So uh, he knocked Miles Banks out, and then um, he got a, like 10 minutes after, man, the UFC called. Eric and boom, they said, "Hey, we want him." So it, that's the first. That's actually the first time that's ever happened. No way. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. clean. So it was. A, it was actually a pretty clean card, man. Not too many cuts. Um, here, you know, little nosebleeds, uh, maybe a couple uh, cuts here and there, but nothing crazy, you know. So I like those type of fights, and especially that it was the last card of the year. I like because I. Pretty much got to be a fan, kind of, you know, and kind of just enjoy it, case site, you know. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now you're 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 a a cut man and a mitt man. Do, are you in a different state of mind whenever you're in a fight or helping a fighter in a fight as a cut man versus as a mitt man in their corner? Definitely. So if I'm helping a fighter get ready for a Fury card, you know, I'm not the day that the fighter fights. I'm not I'm not a coach. I'm a cut man. You know, so. That's something that we have an understanding before camp starts that whenever we go and fight that I'm, I'm a cut man because I got to be just as I'm responsible for my fighter making it to the last round. Right. I got to res be responsible for the other fighter. You just never know what could happen in a fight. A fight could be over like in the first 10 seconds, the first five seconds. And if my fighter knocks the other fighter out, I got to make sure that I keep my emotions in and I got to go and I got to help the other fighter. You know, that's that's. The way it is, you know, when you're you're a cup man, you, you got to make sure that both fighters are taken care of always. Man, that, and that, that seems like you have to have a specific mindset and a, and a certain type of heart in order to do what you do proficiently. So, you know, my hat's off. Hat's off to you. I've had the honor and privilege of uh, watching you train. Uh, with a couple fighters so far for these past few days, and uh, I've noticed that there's there's a a, a, a a tremendous bond, you know, that's right there. That's cool, yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's pretty. Uh, I have a good relationship with my fighters, man. Um, we have we both have the understanding that as soon as we could deal with whatever we deal with out in in the real world, I call it the real world, right? Because right. if you want to be a fighter inside of the gym, man, it's we're different. We're a different breed. So the in the real world, man, if um, whatever issues you're going through, depression, uh, um, anxiety, um, family issues, whatever it is, right? Um, we it's it's pretty dope because we have the understanding that before we walk through that door we got to come inside clear-minded so whatever problems we're going through we got to leave that at the door right um we come in clear-minded and, and we work and we just try to be better as humans uh try to be better fighters you know you know you want to uh, a lot of people sometimes they struggle in the mornings when they look at themselves in the mirror they're like man i i they're not too happy right All right so that's what that's the best part is coming and, and, and giving it your all and waking up and, and just like, oh, man, I, I feel good. You know, I went to the gym last night. I kicked ass and, and I feel great about myself, you know. So when 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 the people I work with tell me that they feel like that, that it, it, it makes me love my job that much more. You know, so it's it's pretty cool, man. We we, we have a good connection. All of us do. We all, we all do. 
Man, that's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's that's big that's a, an important ingredient in uh winning overall, right? Exactly. I noticed the uh, I noticed the belts up there. Yeah, uh the tapper scrap and uh that's the Texas Clash one. Uh I think the tapper scrap is Louie. He's a fighter here at, at HOJ, and that's the uh, tapper scrap is Jacob Landon. He's actually the owner of HOJ. Okay, cool. So those are two belts, uh, one by Texas Clash, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's Texas Clash one. Yeah, yeah, he's the that's his belt right there. Yeah, that's quite of uh, House of Jiu Jitsu, one of your one of your one of your home gyms that you help train out of, right? Yeah, yeah. well, it's, this is my home gym, right? Yeah, your your home gym that yeah. you help train out of. Yeah, um, um, this is it for me right here, man. This is my last, this is my last stop right here in the fight world, you know. Uh, HOJ is my last stop, man. And, and from here, I plan to be here probably, I'm 40 years old, plan to be here for the next 10 years, 20 years, 30, whatever it is, right? right. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, man, this is my last stop, man. And so this is home right here for me. Man, that's awesome. And I mean, uh, from the from the small amount of time I've been here, it looks like you pick an excellent establishment. You know, you got two stories, you got strength and conditioning, you've got Muay Thai, you've got Gi and No Gi, BJJ, you've got striking, you have Mitt Men, like the best in the business, like you right there, you got, uh, you got Cut Men, uh, you right there. <laughs> you've got all these different avenues where if you want to come and either A, get in shape or B, come and compete at an elite level, this feels like this is the place to do it. This is, man, this is the, the, the hot spot. Right. In San Antonio, it's going to be the hot spot in Texas. You know, um, I whenever I have that that vision and that that hunger, it just there's nothing that can stop me, and there's nothing that can stop this team. And we're definitely gonna gonna put a dent inside the MMA world, inside the fitness world, whatever it is, we're gonna take over. And that's just the way it is. And whoever else, if you're either gonna get on board with us or you're not. Or we're going to leave you behind. Simple as that. You know, that's just the way it is. So either run with y'all or get run over, right? Exactly. Simple <laughs> as that. What's, what's, the, what's the backstory? What's the origin story with the relationship with you and House of Jiu-Jitsu? So Jacob Landon is the owner of the gym. I uh, used to train with him at uh, uh, Unity, at USA, uh, Ultimate Submission Academy right here on uh, the south side. Well, uh, south, uh, like military, the Roosevelt area. I used to work with him and um, I was his striking coach and he's, he's fought for Bellator. He's fought for uh, PBC boxing. Um, you know, he, and, and he's done, he's done what he's had to do in the fight world. Right. A lot of people won't even reach Bellator. A lot of people will never even reach the UFC or, or, or PBC boxing. Right. And for him to you have that as, as his story in the fight world, that's pretty amazing. Um, after that, man, he retired and he just had a vision and to open a gym. And he actually picked the perfect spot in San Antonio to open a gym downtown. Uh, everything is like 10, 15 minutes away. So um, he just, we've, we've been pretty cool, man, for, for, for a while. Definitely when I became uh, a cup man for Fury, I kind of drifted away from um, the whole coaching. So I kind of focused more on, on being a cup man, trying to perfect that. And there was a while that we kind of, we, I mean, we we're cool with each other, but we kind of, we, we hadn't talked in a while, you know, and then I started seeing him more at the Fury shows. And uh, one day after uh, a Fury show in San Antonio at the Boeing Center, he st stops me and he's like, hey man, what are you, uh, you're here in San Antonio now? And I go, yeah, for sure. Cause I was living in Austin at, at, at one point and I moved back to San Antonio and he was like, come by the gym, man. I want to talk to you. So I came by, I came by the gym and I kind of knew what it was about, right? But my mentality at the moment was, I don't know if I want to get back into being a full-time coach, right? Um, just because the whole cup, man, I, I, you know, I, it's about balancing, right? And Fury comes first, and we 
sat down, man. We talked, and his vision was just like we met halfway, you know. And, and his, I could see the hunger in him, and, and I was like, man, let's do it, let's do it. And probably the best decision I ever I've made in the as a coach, you know, to be here. And like I said, it's my last stop, you know. And, and I don't plan on going anywhere else. And we, we're just, it's all business here, you know. We're gonna, our mindset is just to fucking conquer you know and do what we got to do you know so that's just the way it is it seems like the right mindset to have yeah you know for well sure. uh, for those of y'all listening and watching we've got a, a documentary and in that documentary we're going to talk about how he came to uh be with fury get more in detail on what it's like to be a cut man and the in and outs of house of jiu-jitsu and all sorts of things everything that he's uh so what we want to do with this podcast is kind of give you all a brief overview you know give you all an insight on on mitman joe who he is and everything like that if they're looking to find you on social media uh where can they find you on on social uh, media facebook is under joe eric Pareda. um instagram all uh mitman joe on uh, mitman underscore joe sorry about that tiktok mitman underscore joe um threads mitman underscore joe uh, what else? Oh, that's pretty much it. So, all right, cool. Yeah, folks. Well, you heard it here first. Mitman underscore Joe, uh, Square Sauce Media. Uh, how you do that podcast? Y'all don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Until next time, stay blessed, lose the stress. God bless. I'm Seth. I'm out. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah.